Hello and welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna, brought to you by the Sofa Sports Podcast and our good friends over at the FNX Network. I'm your host, Harry Simiou. Now, those of you who listen to the Sofa Sports Podcast regularly are probably scratching your heads and wondering what I'm doing here. As so many of you will know, I do like to ramble on about my beloved Arsenal. And given so many of our regular listeners are Gooners, we decided to launch a separate show solely dedicated to the mighty Arsenal. But do not fear that the Sofa Sports podcast shall continue as it is. But in order to listen to this one, you'll need to subscribe to its separate feed. You can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, so on and so forth. And all you need to do is search the Chronicles of Aguna. Now, joining me for our very first episode is none other than the star of Arsenal Fan TV and the same old Arsenal podcast, Lee Judges. Lee, Happy New Year to you, mate. How's it going? Uh, Happy New Year. Thanks for inviting me on. Honoured to be the first one on. Thank you very much, Harry. I appreciate (laughs) it. You're welcome. First first episode for the best, of course. Wow, there you go, like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, exactly. Um, This past seven days, Premier League football took something of a backseat and the Gunners were involved in both domestic cup competitions. We're going to begin at the City ground, where it's safe to say things didn't quite go to plan. A weakened Arsenal side suffered a 4-2 defeat at the hands of Championship side Nottingham Forest. Firstly, Lee, do you feel like Arsene Wenger underestimated Forest, or was this simply a case of the players failing to turn up? No, I think he did underestimate them. I think that um, they got some very, very good youngsters, under twenty-three players there, and I just felt he, he disrespected the cup competition, the Nottingham Forest, and 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 also us fans area. I really do. I, I, I'm absolutely gutted about it on um, Sunday, and. Um, Listen, I was very, very impressed with um, Notts Forest. But let's, let's be honest, you know what I mean? They'll probably go out against Hull or, you know, when they come up against one of the big boys, they they, they go out. And um, what, do you know what? I, I, what upset me more than anything about it, Harry, was that when I come out of the ground, you know, it's disappointing to lose. But what made it more angry was I, I come up on my phone that Tottenham had won 3-0 uh, Harry Kane played, Deli Alley had played, yeah. all their players yeah. have played, and they'd played on the Thursday, you know. Uh, and I just, uh, then I look at Manchester City, uh, uh, all, all the other big teams, Liverpool, all the teams that are in the same position as us going for top four or top, all played strong sides. And if they didn't play strong sides, they had a strong bench. And for me, you know, get your head around it, Harry Wyatt. You know, he didn't even play Sanchez yesterday, uh, but he put him on the bench. Why didn't he do that on, on Sunday? And Yeah, that's right. I was totally talking to a, to a steward and he said, uh, we, we, uh, we, you'll, you'll get back into this in the last 10, 15 minutes because we're a young side, we fade. Now, do you imagine if it was 10, 15 minutes left of that game and we were struggling 2-1, put on Sanchez, maybe Wiltshire. Who knows what would have happened, you know? And this thing about resting players to stop injuries, well, it didn't help Jack Wilshere yesterday. He rested himself on Sunday and he's still injured today. Injuries are going to happen. And you just, I, I, I can't get my head around it. I'm so disappointed, you know. Yeah. And I think there are even more in a couple of weeks, you know, when the week when we've got the weekend off. I think it'll yeah. be, it'll be uh, that's when it'll sink in and really, you know, wind us up a little bit. But, you know, I think... I don't know how other Arsenal fans feel, but I I love the day out at Wembley. You know, I mean, it was a fantastic thing against Chelsea last season. It was a brilliant day out. Everything about it. I want I want them more often. We're not going to win the league, and I want to 
as a fan, I want to, I don't want to be involved in those sort of things. Not, not, and, and to throw it away like that, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, uh, it's going to take me a long time to, to, um, to get over that one. Yeah, it is. It really is because, you know, that it, on one hand they're sort, they're sort of saying, oh yeah, the FA Cup's important, you know, but when, when you win it, uh, and then on the other hand, they're just saying, well, no, it's not, and it, you know. Afterwards, you can't go into work and turn around and say to people, ah, it's only the FA Cup. Because last year, you was gloating about it so much. So you've got to stick it, you know, you've got to have it stuck on you. And I, I'm sorry, I think it was unforgivable from Arsene Wenger. I really do. And, you know, the, the thought process for that, I'd, I'd really love to know what it was, really. You know, arrogance, cockiness, you know, total disrespect for Nottingham Forest. Call it what you want, I think, really. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I was bitterly disappointed with not, well, obviously the performance, obviously the result. But like you said, that that bench was atrocious. I mean, I think Callum Chambers was the most experienced player on there, wasn't he? Yeah. And you you think about it and, you know, Arsene Wenger's had a hard time from, from a great deal of our supporters in the past few years and probably rightly so. But this cup has ultimately saved his job in the last yeah. three, four years, if you think about it. So to disrespect it the way he did, I, I find it really hard to... Yeah, to it's comment. a bit of pill to swallow. bit of pill to swallow. And I, I just think that um, when, when you when you analyse it and look at it from, from a, a rational point of view, if you've got... So I, I, I do genuinely believe that Ozil may be injured, so let's leave him out of here. But if you put Sanchez Wilt, uh, uh, and Wiltshire, just them two on the bench... Now, if you're winning the game two or three nil, don't bring them on. But it ain't the end of the world, you know. And and if we we are struggling, bring them on. And you know, coming back home on the coach afterwards. Do you remember last season at Southampton? I've mentioned this as well. Um, we we beat Southampton four nil, Harry. And with ten minutes to go, we put we put Sanchez on. You know, what the hell's all that about then? Last season, putting him on with 10 minutes to go, we're 4-0 up, you know, and then don't take him or even some of the bigger guys. In saying that, some of the players have got to look at themselves and, uh, and what's the word, have a good look in the mirror about it. But this this comes to my other point. And if you as a player and you're say, uh, you're say, uh, you can be, uh, let's say you're Theo Walcott, for instance, or, or one of the younger boys in the side, if you're saying that, right, yeah, you're playing the League Cup ties, and, and as soon as it gets to the 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 business end of the of the of the industry of it, oh, you're not going to play no more. We're going to bring the other players in. Yeah. So so we're not playing you on Tuesday night because it's a big semi final. So these guys here know that if they get knocked out on Sat on Saturday or Sunday, they're not going to play in the FA Cup final. But if they if they do really well and it gets to the semi-finals or whatever, they're not going to play in it neither because they're going to be left out for the, the bigger and better players. So what incentive is there to, to make sure that they win? Professional pride, yeah, but you know, uh, you know, I think the motivation of it's all wrong as well. I've, I've you know, you can you can keep going on about it and turn it around and say that the ultimate fact is that you know Arsenal Football Club were arrogant, thinking that they you know. Um, to, to, to be able to toss a trophy away, and, and let's face it, we can only win two trophies or three trophies a season. And, and let's face it, Harry, I, I'm not being horrible. The League Cup tie, we've got to go through Chelsea, and, and, and if we get to the to the final, Manchester City, 
you know, yeah. it's very hard to win. Very hard to win. You know, the FA Cup, you know, there's a possibility that both, that as the rounds go forward, that they could all be knocking each other out and you can get a nice little path like we have done in in the past, you know. But no, I'm sorry, you know, I'm disappointed. And it still gets to me a little bit, like even after yesterday's, you know, performance, it's still, um, you know, it's going to take me a long while to get over that, to be honest. Yeah, it, it, bitterly disappointing. I totally agree. Um, per Mertesacco in particular had a pretty poor game. I think they all did, to be honest. But do you feel that possibly he could have retired at the end of last season? He looks, he just looks so off the pace, doesn't he? Well, he didn't have much pace in the first place, did he? But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I'd have to say that, you know, uh, I think that maybe there's a side of it you feel that you can go through pre-season and go through it and then you hit a wall. Uh, halfway through the season, and uh, you know, I think maybe now he should just say, like, you know, uh, if if I was Per Mertesacker, I'd say to uh, Arsene Wenger now, look, I'm I'm not I'm not. Uh, I think Gary Neville's done it, didn't he? He said about it halfway through the season. He said, look, I'm I'm not causing it any justice. And if it was me now, I'd say, look, I'm going to knock it on the head now, Gaffer. Uh, I'm going to go away for four months, enjoy myself, and then come back ready for the my, my new role in the summer. That's what I would do, you know, because yeah. you know. I look at it with him at the moment and, you know, he's just not not at the level that he should be. And it's a shame because he's been a great servant for us. And But I just think somewhere along the line, you know, I think that I, I can't really see him playing no more. But, but he had a fantastic game in the FA Cup last season. What a way that would have been to, to leave. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, the, the sportsman in you and... and um, you know, you have a great game like that. He probably feels that he can do it again, Harry. I don't know, you know. Uh, you know, I also think it's all right saying, oh, yeah, you should retire and everything. But it must be hard, you know, to, to give up all of that, you know. So, of course. you know, uh, um, but, you know, his performance on when, uh, on on Sunday was, well, which just wasn't up to the standard of of, uh, of Arsenal. It certainly wasn't up to the standard of, 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 a, of a player in the, in the FA Cup for a round, if I'll be honest. So, but I think um, it is a shame. But you know, listen, football's a cruel game, Harry. You know that as well as I do. And decisions yeah. have got to be made. And that's what worries me about Arsenal: that certain decisions, ruthless decisions, are never made. Do you, do you understand what I mean by that? Like you know, and I think that was one. You know, but you know, and another ruthless one was uh, Kazula. As much as I love him, you know what I mean. But we, we're paying him a year's wages for nothing. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, it's cruel, but football can be a cruel game. That's right. Um, it later came to light that Nigerian international Alex Iwobi had been out at a party 48 hours before the game. You know, he was caught on video jumping up and down and dancing. I don't know about you, but I think Iwobi lo always looks half asleep anyway, so I certainly <laughs> wouldn't have noticed. Um, but given the media shitstorm that, that that incident caused, were you surprised to see him included in the starting eleven just a few days later? Yeah, I was very surprised about it, but I'm going to say this. Um, sometimes you have to use players a little bit, like, you know, and uh, what I mean by that is that if um, we got, we were struck down by injury, so it's not the, uh, um, right, so we then leave him out and we go even weaker, you know, than what we was. We had a few injuries yesterday, you know, and uh, so I think maybe Arsene Wenger's thought, right, well, I'm not going to punish him at the moment, but somewhere down the line that he, that he will do. If I was manager, that's what I would do. I, you know, I, I wouldn't, um, 
necessarily like, you know, bite off my nose and spite my face, if you know yeah, what I mean. it shouldn't I'm, be to the detriment of the team. Like so, yeah, so and I think that maybe, that, you know, he's had to swallow it a little bit for this game. But I think deep down the line, you know, I think that he's going to come back and bite him unless he puts in some performances that are going to um, change the manager's mind. And, you know, so it could work either way on that side of it, like. But, um, no, I, I, I think with the injuries that we had yesterday that he had to play. Uh, but in saying that, if everybody was available, um, no, I, I, you know, I think it was um, a silly thing to do. But in saying that, and, you know, I'm always a little bit on the, you know, forgiving side, if you like. He's young. He's made a mistake. Um, to be honest, though, and, and this is what worries me, that he's been brought up and fed how it, how it is to be all the time. You know, he knows that even when he was a, in the youth teams, you don't go out 24, 48 hours before a game. So to do it, maybe again, a little look of it. Oh, well, we're not we're not taking this seriously by the manager, by the way that he was picking the team. He's probably thought, well, it's only not for us. It's the FA Cup. The boss ain't really bothered about it. I'll go out. You don't know, you know, and this is this is what I'm what I'm saying about that game uh, all, all round. You know, it wasn't quite right from from the word go. But you know, it, listen, I didn't like what they were singing yesterday. Like he should have stayed at the party, all the fans and all that. I know it's a little bit of tongue in cheek, but you know, he's a he's a, only a young boy, and I just feel that we've just got to back him. He's yeah. going through a bit of a rough patch at the moment, and. Um, I, I don't blame him for that. I blame Arsene Wenger for blowing him out, playing him too much. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that he, he'll learn from it. I'll tell you what was very good of him, though, Harry, yesterday, that he did come up and apologise to the fans. He, you know, yeah. he was sincere with that, even though they give him a little bit of stick. Um, but, you know, hopefully he'll learn from it, yeah. That's it. And do you know what? I thought he won't be actually had a decent game last night, apart from that awful attempt at a shot <laughs> in the it second half. really hard yesterday. I'll give him his yeah, due. You yeah. know, people don't, you know, there's no end product with him at the moment and that's something he's got exactly. to work on. But um, yeah. his work rate and his industry and everything like that, you can't fault that, Harry. Yeah, there's, there, it seems as though, you know, he's very capable of, of getting the ball under control and, and sort of carrying it. And even his passing it is pretty good. It's just that final... Yeah. That little bit of edge in the final third, it, it never seems to come off for Alex Iwobi. And I think it's down to a lack of confidence. I mean, when he was dribbling with that ball and he he sort of, he approached the ball straight on. There was no way he was ever going to sort of get a decent oh, shot. Yeah. Off he made a great strides in there though, didn't he? Yeah. The first bit of it was fantastic. And, you know, he got to a point where he could have slipped in Sanchez. Yeah. Um, and he, he tried to have a shot. I've got no problem with having a shot, but... You know, it wasn't exactly a shot, was it? And, um, you know, it was it was quite awful. But, you know, he does some wonderful things in the game. He's done a wonderful move. We had a lovely move in the first half when it started from him with a lovely little turn and, and power past a couple of players. He's got ability in his lock. I don't know if Arsene Wenger's playing him in the right position. Uh, you know, uh, maybe he could be better in the wide position. I, I don't know. I, I don't really know. He's one of those players, isn't he? Where do you play him? Yeah. He's, he's not a wide player. He's not a midfield player. He's not one behind. But he's he's got ability. But uh, you know, I think that he's, you know, he's not. And I, I think one of the problems that he's got is that as soon as he's left out of the side, uh, as soon as he comes in the side like he did yesterday because Ozil was injured, everybody's expecting him to do the Ozil role or something like that. And come on, that's a that's a hard thing to 
yeah. to, to give the kid, you know. And I don't think he's that sort of player anyway, like, you know. And every time, like, Ozil gets left out, he's replaced by a Wobi, and it sort of, like, puts that little bit of added pressure on him. Yeah, I mean, I personally think Iwobi's best position is, you know, when he first came into the team, it's, it's on that left-hand side, receiving yeah. the ball sort of on the touchline and having the pitch in front of him to step inside. Um, while Sanchez is in the team, that's not likely to happen, unfortunately, for him. But, yeah, I think he's suffering from a lack of confidence. I think there is a player in there somewhere. Yeah, um, It's just we need to get the best out of him. And I don't think Arsenal's doing that. But having said that, he's not the only player that, that Arsenal's struggling to get the best out of. I mean, continuing to talk about the game at Chelsea, I mean, it was a good performance, but we didn't really threaten in an attacking capacity. Um, I thought Chambers, Holding, and in particular Mustafi had, had good games. But in your opinion, why why did we defend so well? Why can we defend so well now and again? And then other times we're all over the place. Like, what was different last night? Do you know what? I, uh, I don't know. That's the, that, that is the bugbear <laughs> of supporting Arsenal, isn't it? It's the bugbear. <laughs> but you just don't know what they're gonna, what's going to turn up. You know, defensively yesterday, they was outstanding. If you if you be honest about it, it's got to come down to attitude and preparation because Rob Holding wouldn't get into um, uh, you know the dog and duck after his performance on Sunday. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then he plays four days later, and I thought was outstanding yesterday. You know, the only problem that I've got with uh, Rob Holding is he tries to play all the time, Harry. You know, when we're under a little bit of pressure, kick it out in the stands, let's get back and defend, and sometimes it puts us under a little bit of pressure, but. Um, I, I can't put. I cannot, for the life of me, tell you why that those uh, guys. And it's just not um, the, the three that played yesterday. You, you know, they've, they've they've had shockers in the past before. It, it's, it's whoever's played there at times. You know, the personnel all round it. You know, but you know we've conceded twelve goals in their last five games, and then we go to Chelsea, and you know, I think if I'll be honest. Defend never really caused. We did never really cause us that many problems. You know, I've gone to Chelsea before. You know, what I mean, and every time you just every time they go forward, you've, you're 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 holding your hands or whatever, like you know. But I, I felt that I do feel that Chelsea are not as not as potent as they were without Costa and Dropar. They're not. They don't bully us so much. But I, you know, I just think maybe, maybe that. Um, the way we defended there, as twice we've got to stand for a bit this season and not conceded a goal. But then when we played them at home, they opened us up like a can of beans. Do you know That's what right. I mean? So it's, um, you know, I can't answer that question. I, I really can't. I can't, I can't <laughs> I was, answer. I cannot I was answer just that. Gonna say, I was just going to say, you mentioned it as well. The game earlier on in the season in the Premier League, we went there, we, we kept the clean sheet. I think, I've, I've been trying to think about this all day because obviously... That's what I do the day after a game. I sit there and I try and analyse and I try and think about things. And I think it had a lot to do with our midfield last night. And what I mean by that is the fact that Iwobi and Welbeck were were, were putting a shift in, were making up yeah. numbers. They allowed Shaka and Wilshire to both stay central. You know, we often see Shaka being pulled from left to right and he's not that sort of player. He's not mobile. He, can't, he just can't do it. Um, he was able to sit in front of the, not in, not in front of the defence because he it, it wasn't defensive but he was able to sit in his position and him and Jack Wilshere were pulling the strings and I thought you know Granite Shaka 
he can do a job when the team is built in the right way. And I just feel like a lot of the criticism he might get um, is probably down to some system problems as well and, and some yeah. mistakes on the management part. I, I think there's something in, something in that, you know. I, I, listen, you know, I, I, I thought Jack Granite Shacker played very, very well yesterday. I will say this, that he, he got mocked in the first 10, 15 minutes because he couldn't get a corner across, you know, and everybody he actually... <laughs> He actually got one in and everybody cheered. So, you know, to come back from that and put in a very, very good performance, him and Jack Jack Wiltshire were outstanding yesterday. For And I, what was good about yesterday, Harry, um, is that we'd gone in with a game plan. That's nice to see. It was nice to see that we're going to go there. I, I honestly am not worried, wasn't that worried about if we was going to create chances because it was important that we go back to the Emirates in the tie. You know, it's, it's it's over two legs. It's not, it's, you know, don't get me wrong. It'd be great to go there and, and go there and win 2-0, but that's never going to happen, you know. But we could have easily lost 2 or 3-0 yesterday. So everything there was done right. That doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to go and win the side, by the way. But what I thought was really good about yesterday was that when we lost Jack, when we lost Jack Wiltshire, I don't think we had any chance of winning the game from then on because we didn't have no one that could open up things with uh, without Ozil, without Ramsey, without without Wilshire, our three sort of creative midfield players were were, were out of the, the equation. He brought El Nini on, and we never looked like we was going to lose a game. And you know, it, it looked like right, we're settled for a nil nil here. And I thought it was very very professional. When have you ever said that about Arsenal and defending professional defending? And that's what it was yesterday. And um, uh, I, I thought that El Nini came on. He's not going to run past six players and put in a, a, a cross and things like that. But what he'd done was exactly what we wanted to do. He sat in there, um, just kept the ball going and all that. What we do, what we lack, what we lack, Harry, and I'll tell you what we lack, and this is what annoys me about Arsene Wenger, is that when we get into wide areas, and we've done it on four or five occasions yesterday, when we hit on the counter-attack, we don't take on the fullback. We come back inside and play it away, you know. And I think that if, if we was to just... In the system that we've got, if we was to get two players that were prepared to attack players and go past players, like Hazard does, we we would be so much more potent going forward, you know. Yeah. And but it wasn't about that on the on the day. It was about just um, you know, uh, getting the result. We got the advantage because it's home at home now. They've got the advantage because if they score after extra time you know, the, uh, the the away goal rule comes in. So right. it's so evenly poised at the moment. But I I was I was there yesterday and every supporter that I spoke to, if you would have said we'll keep a clean sheet here today, they'd, you would have been laughed at. No one no one in that whole ground thought that we was going to be a nil, you know, that Chelsea weren't going to score. So we've yeah. got to look at that and, and take the positives from that, you know, and... Um, as the negatives that were there against Nottingham Forest, you got you know you got to start saying right, okay, let's take the positives from there. And, and there were some there were some positives in that game, you know. And that's the frustrating thing about Arsenal. You know, we can go to Chelsea and and put in a credible draw and look a real real top side, Harry. You know, and then we go to well, let's this let's, let's go back to Forest. We go to Forest, but we now go into Bournemouth. 
with with no confidence. I still haven't, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we've kept a clean sheet. Are you confident we're going to keep another clean sheet? Uh, uh, no. No. No, <laughs> never confident, you know. But you know that good teams and championship winning teams are based on seven, eight, nine, ten games when they don't concede a goal. That's right. Uh, and we haven't got that. But, you know, I have to say, I thought... Um, Asprey had a very good game as well yesterday. I thought he was looked he looked pretty good, you know, looked very, very dodgy on on another one that I had a, I thought he had a poor game on Sunday, looked a bit all over the place. Produced a performance. Now, is it because they're playing against better opposition? Uh, you know, that they raise their game, which is, you know, uh, something you don't really want to hear, Harry. You know, I think we should be up for every game. We're Arsenal Football Club, you know. And That's right, they're professionals at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, Lee, I wanted to get your opinion on Alex Lacazette, uh, his performance last night and indeed his recent performances, because I've, I've been scrolling through the world of Twitter the last few days and there's been a lot of criticism aimed at Lacazette. I've actually been a bit critical of him in recent weeks. I feel like he doesn't do enough off the ball. I don't know if that's just me. Do you agree? Do you disagree? What are your thoughts on? Well, I'm, I'm, like, you know, I'm going to say something a little bit controversial here because people were turning around and saying he's a French, French Theo Walcott yesterday in the stands <laughs> yesterday. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, like, you know what I mean? So I wouldn't go that far. But my point is, if Theo Walcott played the game that Lacazette played yesterday, he would be slated. People Thank would you. be onto him. You know what I mean? Like, you know, very critical. Because it's Lacazette, because we spent a lot of money, I and mean, he's getting a little bit of a free ride at the moment. And there are times when I felt, I think it was against Liverpool in the 3-3, free free, he came off. I don't think he deserved to come off in that game. He was working really hard. And I thought when the game opened up, he had to come off. And I felt it was a little bit unjust. But there are times when I think he has deserved to be taken off. And I've heard people, my, my biggest problem with him, Harry, I'll tell you that now, I think he's not strong enough. Now, you know, to play that position of up front on your own. Um, mm. If you look at, uh, it gets pushed off the ball a little bit. Um, and also in the last three or four games, he's had good chances, particularly the one against uh, Chelsea in the league game last, you know what I mean? Uh, he, he should have buried that. Against Manchester United, I know that we've he, he had, had a few opportunities that day, which I would expect him to have scored. I think he's got something. I really do. But, you know, yesterday I, I felt that they played such a high line, Chelsea, that, you know, we want someone getting in behind them. We've, we've, and I've been a little bit disappointed. I thought he was going to be a little bit quicker than what he was, yeah, if I'll be honest. Awesome. Do you know what I mean? He's not as he's fast. I'm not saying he's a slouch. Don't get me wrong. But he's not as quick as I, I, I imagined him to be, if you know what I mean. Like, and I think that he, he's not got that blistering place of a Thierry Henry or a Theo Walcott. Um, so, but, you know, holds the ball up really well. I'll give him that. But yesterday, it bounced off him more, more times than not. Sometimes you have to credit the defenders for that because they've got, you know, if you're up against good defenders, um, it's going to be a little bit difficult. That's when I think someone like Oliver Giroud doesn't get enough credit for the way he holds the ball up, you know. Uh, he shows you how he makes it look easy. Um and when you look at Lacazette, you realise that it's not easy, you know. Yeah. So, um, a, a very, very good point that somebody said uh, yesterday that, you know, we're expecting him to be this great player and everything like that. But one of the best players that I've seen at Arsenal in the last 20 years is Robert Perez. 
And for the first six months, you would I was we was probably saying exactly the same that what we're saying about Lacazette now. Yeah. So, you know, it is a little. Sometimes you're gonna, it's gonna be a little bit hard to come in and and and, and get used to the pace of it straight away. So um, we'll have to wait and see on it like that. I do feel he's just lack it again. I don't like this word of, of using it. Lack of confidence of. of in his play, I've seen that in Bellerin a lot this season, you know, lacking yeah. in a bit of confidence. You know, Shaka, a Wobi. You know, we're talking about Lacazette uh, without a little bit of confidence, you know. Um, and then you look at someone like Jack Wilshere that's just come back in and has got the abundance of it, like, you know. So, um, I think he needs a goal. I think he needs a goal. My worry of that, though, Harry, is that when those goal opportunities come, as you well know, um, we were talking about this uh, the other day, a lot of goals are scored in the 80th to 95th minute. And, and he's not on the pitch. He's not on the pitch. <laughs> exactly. He's not on the pitch. When the game opens up, you know, he's not on the pitch. So he does all the spade work, if you like. And then when it matters, he's not on the pitch. So, you know, now can you imagine... And this is the thing that is now, we go to Saturday's game or Sunday's game and he's on the bench, people will go mad. And then, you know, yeah. if he comes on in the last 20 minutes and nicks two goals, everybody will be turning around and go, why ain't he starting? You know, why not? But there could be a method in that, you know. So, um, I think it's a difficult one. It really is. But, you know, for me, I've got to just keep faith in him at this moment in time. But I, I have to say, I've just been a little bit, I'm a, I'm a little bit concerned about his um, lack of, what I'm saying, genuine pace. And I thought that he would be a little bit quicker than that. That's that's my worry. Yeah, no, I, t I totally agree. I agree with all of those points. Um, Lee, it was also our first opportunity last night to get a look at the VAR system up close. Um, I know you was at the game, so you would yeah. have seen... Um, slightly differently but firstly in general are you for or against the VAR well after last night I'll get rid of it you know I'll, I'll be honest I was watching the game they're standing there uh, um, um, around a penalty area uh, for, for, I said what's going on here because like? I totally forgot it was it was they was doing it <laughs> because you'd seen Welbeck just make a good tackle from where I was we're, we're farther away down the thing didn't see anything wrong with that um, and then, um, you know, that someone said, Oh, they're going to VR for about a penalty. And I thought, Well, you know, and it would have been typical if it had given that one, by the way. But now I weren't so happy. The one thing that it did show was that, um, that if there was VR, then, um, a hazards penalty would not have been given because I've had a lot, of, a lot of people saying, Oh, yeah, he touched him and all that, and he kicked his foot. Well, um, it's clear that, that, um, Mate, the Niles' foot was kicked yesterday. No two ways about that. But um, uh, the referee and panel decided that wasn't a penalty. Quite rightly so. Like the one that Hazard wasn't a penalty. But I think there's going uh, to... Do you, know, do you want my honest opinion, Harry, on this? I think there's going to be too many grey areas on this. I think yeah. that um, you'll get somebody think that the Hazard one was a penalty and some that, that won't. And I think there's a problem then. You know, um, that's my biggest fear of it. I think it's be great for the offsides. I think it'd be great yeah. for for offsides, and obviously the goal line technology is is fantastic. It, it ends the debate there. But um, I'm not so that like, it took about. They were standing about for about a minute waiting for a, for a decision that Harry wasn't even worth having a decision about. It weren't a penalty, 
you know, and I think nine times out of ten, even in the crowd, you know when it's a penalty. Do you know, like, uh, um, Notts Forest, the, um, when um, Holding give away the penalty, you knew it yeah. was a penalty. You knew it was a penalty. Yeah. You know, the, the Mustafi, uh, sorry, um, the Debushi one, I didn't think was a penalty. You're going to get, if, if that goes to VR, VAR, you're going to get five people say that it's a penalty and five not. And that's that's what my worry of that really like. You know, it's not like tennis when they show you the ball and it, and and it brings the crowd into it. You know what I mean? And and you then everybody gets involved and you see it goes out, end, end of the dispute. You know, I just don't think you can do that sometimes with football. And even in American football and... Uh, the you know rugby league and that, that there's been mis- mistakes made, Harry. Mistakes made, and I can guarantee you that one of these mistakes is going to happen on our watch. I guarantee it, like you know, <laughs> what I mean? absolutely guarantee it, like you know. So, listen, do you need VAR to know that Mike Dean got that wrong against West Brom? No, no, you, know you, I mean? don't. you don't, you know. I mean, it's, it's the worst decision that I've ever seen, you know. What I mean, um, so you know. There are times when you'd, it would be nice, you know, say, for instance, the VAR would have... You know, do you remember against um, Chelsea a couple of seasons ago when Costa uh, yeah. got Gabriel sent off and uh, it should have right, been the yeah. other way around? That'd be fantastic there because we'd have gone on and beat Chelsea. But, you know, um, sometimes I think you've just got to moan and groan about the, 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 the decision and, you know, hate Mike Dean for, uh, forever. But um, <laughs> for me... Uh, maybe because I'm a little bit old school, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not convinced of it, like you know. And and the other thing is, eh? Well, I'm I'm a paying fan, right? Paying fan, paying money, like everybody else that was here today. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. No, no, one's, I, telling I, no one's telling us what's going on. You know what I mean? Don't even know they've gone to VR, VAR. No one's no one's told us. We're just, you know, you know, not knowing what it's about. You know, so there's no there's no announcement that comes over the tannoy to say no, we're going to it or whatever. So we was totally in in the dark over it. Yeah, no, I, I see. I, I must admit, I hold my hands up. And during sort of all the talk about VAR, I was for it. And the reason I'm for it is because I think there are so many bad decisions. Yeah. And um, if you listen to one of our recent Sofa Sports pods, we've we've had Keith Hackett. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, brilliant. The last couple of weeks, and Keith Hackett provided a real insight into sort of the way the referees are trained because he was heading up. Yeah. Um, the PGMOL for, for years and he actually was instrumental in introducing goal line technology and so Keith's got a really interesting view on it um, and I saw was after talking to Keith I, my, my mind was made up goal uh, VAR is the way forward because I just feel like there are so many incompetent referees and like for example that penalty that, that was given at, at the Hawthorns against us like I was devastated and I felt sick after the game that we'd, we'd thrown away points because of such a poor, poor decision. So I do like the concept of VAR. I accept there will be teething problems. I accept that it leaves the fans in the dark at times. Um, but do you know what? Yesterday, the referee, he got those decisions both right. correct, I thought. I didn't think the one on Maitland-Niles was a penalty. That, not at all. Not at all. Um, I didn't think either of them were penalties. I thought, you know what? We're always quick to criticise referees, but Atkinson got the main decisions yesterday correct. Yeah. So in my opinion, yeah. he should he should be praised for that. 
And you know what? If if we check it when the ball goes out of play and it takes a minute, if it makes the game fair, I, I think I can live with it. I, I don't know. No, that's fair. That's a fair point, you know. And I think um, you spot on with with that because he gets a lot of criticism, you know. But I, I thought, you know, as you say, you got the the decisions right. Could have easily have give a penalty for that Welbeck thing, and you know, um, messed it up. But he didn't. He stayed yeah. firm on that, you know. And uh, I, I I think that it is true with referees that we are quick enough quick enough to criticise them, but when they when they do have a good game, oh, well, that's, that's how it should that's be. And, and yeah. <laughs> that's the norm. You know, you haven't heard from him, great. He's a great referee. But, like, you know, he, he should be praised for what he done yesterday. And he he contributed to what was, uh, you know, I, I thought, um, I don't know, like an intriguing game. It wasn't a great game. It was an intriguing yeah. game yesterday. Like, you know? It was an interesting nil-nil. Yeah, right? it was. It was. It was a tactical thing. And from my point of view, I'm... I'm well pleased with that we went there and 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 showed a bit of um, nous, a bit of you know like um, coaching to our methods the and everything. Ponies, as Troy Deeney would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we showed everything that we needed to do, you know. And if you're going to be listen, that's how how we've got to play, uh, and which people don't realise if we're going to go into the deep deep into the Europa League to get into the Champions League this season. That's the sort of performances we're going to have to produce at, at right. Atletico Madrid or Dortmund, you know. So it's good um, good practice for for, um, for for the bigger fish to fry as well, you know. People sort of dissing this sort of thing. But, you know, if we go to every away ground and play like that, we're going to have a good chance of getting doing well in the Europa League as well. So um, let's take the positives. That's right. Totally agree. And just before we move on, just quickly going back to VAR, I don't want to dwell on it, but I do think with VAR as well, I think the more we learn about it, the more we understand it, the more receptive we'll be towards it. Because I was having an argument with somebody last night um, via text who was saying to me, um, there was a challenge by Bellerin that um, the referee chose not to give a card for. And he was saying to me, well, what's the point in having VAR? Because that is definitely a card and the referee's not given it. But the VAR guidelines clearly state that a yellow card cannot be referred to the VAR. So Atkinson would have said to the to the video referee, um, is that a red card? And he would have said, no, he can't say, no, it's not a red, but it's a yellow because that's not his job. It's not within his remit. Um, so yeah, I think the, the more we understand it, the more yeah. we come to terms with it, and the more we get used to it, because at the end of the day, it is something that is significantly different to anything we've seen um, over the years. Football's not really changed much, has it? You've, with the exception of maybe the back pass rule. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, and, and, and people don't like change, Harry. That's right. You know, and, you know, listen, you know, people were saying that if VAR had come in, we'd be so many points in front, more points this season and whatever. But, you know, there's probably a couple of things that would have gone against us, you know, Um Agree. <laughs> so, so you have to say that, you know, like, but it, it, from a point of view, I would have liked to have seen it against uh, Watford because it meant that that penalty would never have been given. Definitely against Watford, I'd like to see. But then, sorry, no, West Brom. But then it might have gone against us against West Brom at home when that penalty, did you remember that one that time, you know? So, you, you know, it also is a bit of a... Uh, 
get me get me out of jail free card blaming the refs all the time you know so that would take that away from it you know sometimes we have pr produced some poor performances and we've looked as the referee as a scapegoat now we was poor against West Brom and that's not been highlighted because of that penalty decision you know that's but right. yeah. but in saying that it doesn't matter how poor you play you don't deserve to get a decision like that go against you let's get that right but you see where I'm coming from you know so yeah. we've you know, I, I, I think you're, you're dead right. I've got, I'm going to start going, looking into it a little bit more to get a little bit more understanding. You don't really want to do it now because it's the first time it's happened the Cup games and all that. Obviously, the Premier League comes along. It's not going to be involved with that. Yeah. So, until it's in there full time, I suppose, I think people will then get to want to know it a little bit more. At the moment, it's sort of like, you know, well, it's in, in the Cup games and it's not. So, um, yeah, but, it's, a bit, it's a bit up in the air, isn't it? Because, like, yeah. for example... In the second leg of the semi-final between Manchester City and Bristol, they're not going to have it because Bristol's no. ground can't facilitate it. So it's a bit sort of up in the air. It's still at the trial stage, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So is that fair that one game has it and one game don't? Do you know what I mean? That's, that's what is going to come into it, you know. Um, and so, yeah, this, once it's all sort of up and running and properly, then, you know, I'll be honest, Harry, I never thought um, I'd like... I'd like um, you know, in tennis, I thought, ah, that ain't going to work because yeah. I wanted to see John McEnroe go mad and, and things like that. <laughs> but when you actually go to a tennis game and they show it, all the crowd get involved and they, you know, you're always waiting for one of those decisions now. So it's, come on, someone give it a call so you can have a bit of fun and get involved with it. So, you know, I think the longer it goes on, the more in, everybody will enhance it, I think, really. That's right. That's right. Lee, it would be unthinkable for us to finish the show without discussing some potential ins and outs because it is January after all. Um, Alexis Sanchez's future continues to dominate the headlines. City are said to be keen on getting a deal done before the window shuts. But today there's been reported interest from Manchester United now with the possibility of Mkhitaryan coming the other way. First of all, can we keep hold of Sanchez um, during this transfer window? No. No, I, I, I can't. I can't see it. I can't see it. Um, and if we can get money for him at the end of it, then so be it. You know, um, uh, what I don't like about Harry is all, all that goes with it. You know, and I was trying to explain this yesterday. If um, Sanchez had signed a four-year deal, just say that he signed, yeah, on January the first, a four-year deal, and he's on the bench yesterday. There wouldn't be talk about all this, oh, we're going to get, you know, all this dissociation. It was just being, no, he's being rested because he's got big games coming up or whatever, whatever. Um, but there's all the conspiracy theories that are going with it now. And I, I don't know about you, but it's just getting getting to me now. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we can go and talk to so-and-so. You know, he's talking to Manchester United have come in for him. There's talk about Liverpool coming into him, like, you know. And what I think Arsenal got to do, and this is what really does annoy me, is that is let them let us put out our messages. You know what I mean? Like, my, my message would be to to any team now, right? Is you know, like for instance, Julian Drexler's in London today. I don't know what what I know it's for the NBA, but you know, yeah. why is he there? Like you know, but go and get our players. Right, going to go, right, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. And this is what I don't understand about Arsenal. You know, Morris is kicking about, which, we, we, you know, we could go and get him. We could go and get um, two or three players, right? Buy those players. And then you say to um, 
um, Manchester City. Well, if you want Sanchez, he's 40 million or you can have him for nothing at the end of the season. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> and then, if if they don't come in for the 40 million, there you go. You go and sit on the bench uh, and, 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 let, and let the boys play that I want for next season. Let them get the games. But That's we right. don't. We, we, we just sort of diver and diver you know, selling players here and there. But my, my thing would have been said, right, we, we know he's going, whether he's going now or he's going in uh, August or July, whatever, in the summer, he's going, right? Let's get that fact. So let's, let's get ourselves sorted out first now. We're going to get him in him and him. And if we, you know, and put a bit of pressure on Manchester City and say, look, you know, if you, if you don't want to, you can have him next season. But it's, if you want him now, it's going to cost you 35 million. And we're not doing that. We're divers when it comes to the transfers, you know. And I look at it, it doesn't matter who you get on board. You know, we certainly haven't divvered over getting rid of Cockerland. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you know, and but we, we seem to be able to sell our players quite easily. Yeah. No, it, know, Francis Cockerland was was my next point. He's, he's obviously, like you mentioned, he's been confirmed he's going to be joining Valencia for a fee around about £12 million. Um, when I heard this, I wasn't best pleased. And, no, nor was I. And the reason is, I, look, I know he's not been a first-team fixture for quite some time now, but given our current injury problems and the boss seemingly reluctant to add players during this window, it just makes no sense from where I'm standing. Like, we're short in that position. Like, I know we got the news today that that Jack Wilshere's it's a short term touch yeah. with it. It's not. A, it's not a big injury. We know Aaron Ramsey's on his way back, but beyond that, we haven't really got much. You've got El Nenny there. I'm not but, too sure. In the past, I would have said Maitland Niles would be a defensive midfielder, but in Wenger's eyes, he is obviously a left back now. So, well, Wenger said yesterday that um, one of the reasons he's going to let them. Cockerland goes so that Maitland Niles can come in there. So that's that's fine. So what worries me about Wenger and worries me about Arsenal is right, the transfer window's here. Whether you like it or not, Harry, it's here. His his argument, oh, it shouldn't be here, but it is. So this in this this enhance it. What we need. We need a left back because you're playing Maitland Niles for the last two months as a makeshift left back. We need a left back. So an opportunity comes along to go and get a transfer window to get a left back. Go and get one. Then you can play Maitland-Niles in midfield and then you can sell Cockerland, you know? Yeah. But what worries me is, oh, I can, oh, oh, Arsenal, we can make another £12 million here. You can get Maitland-Niles, another youth product into that midfield. We can get another £12 million in, into the coffers. Well done. What about left back? Uh, we, 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 mug, we muddle our way through that. Yeah. We've muddled our way through like that. We've like we've muddled our way through the centre half situation for so many years, and it is a worry. You know, I don't see Pep Guardiola. I don't see uh, Jurgen Klopp going. I don't. Yeah, I don't really like this window. Look what Liverpool done. Look what Liverpool yeah. done before they got rid of Coutinho. They knew Coutinho was going, but Bosch in they got Van Dijk. Right? What does that first? What does that first do? It appeases the fans, makes them reassures them a little bit what we do what we do is antagonize our fans even more by saying right we're we're going to sell him and we're not going to bring nobody else in but don't worry about it you keep coming and spending your money and going down the shop you know but we're, we're still making profit instead of you know when do they ever appease us when are we going to have a, when are we as fans 
going to have a transfer window that we can turn around and go, do you know what? That was good. Yeah, that was a good window. When was that? It was a good window. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the beginning of the season. I'm prepared to spend thousands of pounds, whether it be on Sky TV, whether it be merchandise or, or watching it, going to games or whatever. And that is a good window. Never. Yeah, no, it's absolutely right. Absolutely spot on. Um, another player who appears to be ready to leave the club, if if we're to believe the speculation, is Theo Walcott. Um, there's been a lot of talk of about him moving on and the Italian press are reporting that he's, he's particularly interested in going over there. Um, I've never particularly rated Theo Walcott, but I am surprised he's been frozen out the way he has. You know, he did score 20-odd goals last season. And when you compare that to say, the likes of Danny Welbeck, that's still far superior. So why has Theo Walcott been frozen out? Is, is just enough is enough now? Last mystery. Another one of Arsenal's mysteries because, you know, I, I see him score hat-trick at uh, Southampton last season for the Cup. I see him score hat-trick against uh, West Brom. He, he can nick goals. He'd be a great little backup for um, Lacazette, but it's just been frozen out for whatever reason. And... For me personally, I've got no problems with Theo Walcott. I think he's always uh, given his, his best. He's had some terrible injuries along the way. People, you know, um, he had that cruciate ligament injury, which eight out, seven, six, six out of ten players don't come back from the same way. I think that he's done well to come back from that. For me, if 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 he goes to Everton and or someone like that, I, I, with my blessing, Harry, you know what I mean? And I hope he'd do really well and, and be a success. I've got no problems with Theo Walcott. Um, it's just not, for whatever reason, just not happened for him at the club. And Just not flavour of the month. No, yeah, listen, <laughs> he was doing fantastically well. Do you remember he had that fantastic game against Spurs in the FA Cup when, he, when we won 2-0? He was uh, absolutely brilliant that day and then uh, he got injured. And... You know, you just summed up him then. He was just at the height of his powers and he got that major injury. I was gutted for him then and I'm gutted for him now. I don't think he's ever done anything wrong um, at Arsenal. You know, he's just not quite developed for whatever reason, the way that we all hoped he would do. And unfortunately now, you know, I think that if you, for me, if you could sell him for 20 million and bring in Mares, that would be good business. What yeah. I don't want to see is him selling him and we don't get no one, you know what I mean? Like, you know that that that's you know that is the worry. You know, I, I you know I, I do sort of like worry about the transfer window with Arsenal. I can see like Cockerland going, Walcott going, maybe another you know Sanchez going, and oh well, you know Arsenal Wenger coming on there and saying, oh well, we did try for this player and we did try for that player. It's very very hard in January. I don't want all that crap. I want to see these players gone. If that's to what's going to happen with them, and with you know, good luck to them, and getting in some fresh blood. And my God, Harry, we need some fresh blood up there. We do really. We do need some. Need some. You know, we need an injection of it. That's right. That's right. Um, Bournemouth to come this weekend, one uh, thirty p.m. on Sunday. Not my favourite kickoff time, um, but I do expect us to go there and and, and get some sort of result. Um, Lee, first of all, are you going up there? And Yeah, yeah. Go, be up, be going. Down there, I should say. Yeah, down there. Like, lovely little ground, Bournemouth, you know. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, 
don't know how many years they're going to be left in the league, but because um, I think it's always going to be tough for them. If you go, if you ever go there, it's a small ground and it's amazing that they're in the Premier League. But yeah. uh, every time we've gone there, it's January. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like us. I'd like to be going there in about August, September, but unfortunately, it's not. But um, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, last season, well, it, it could have been a disaster. You know what I mean? Um, but. Uh, Again, we're, we're saying that if that defence plays like it does, um, like it did on Wednesday night, we've got Ozil and Sanchez playing. We should have too much in the locker for them, I think, really. Like, you know. be interesting who's going to come in there in place of Wiltshire. If uh, I think Wiltshire, maybe this game may be a little bit too soon for him. Yeah. Um, hopefully not, but um, it's not it, worth the risk, is it? No, nah, I, I don't think so. I think that, you know, give him the extra few days off. If, if Ramsey's fit, uh, or I, I I think that what we'll probably do is play El Nini at first, and then if it's still tight 20 minutes to go, then put on Ramsey. I think that's what he'll probably do. Um, I mean, Ozil could be back as well. There's that possibility. Well, hopefully. Hopefully, you know. Um, saying it's a knee injury again, aren't they? But I, I think maybe... Uh, listen, I, I think with a game like that, it ain't a bad thing to leave Ozil away. You know, we're away from home. It's about getting getting a draw, getting a, a result. You know, so I think maybe Arsene Wenger says, oh, he's got a slight knee injury because if he says I'm leaving him out, there'd be more more yeah, hostility. Do you know what I mean? So, right. I, 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 you know, I'd be very surprised and disappointed if Ozil's not playing on Sunday. Yeah. No, totally agree. Um, and that brings us to the end of episode one. A huge thank you to my guest, Lee, this evening. Lee, do you want to tell us a little bit about how people can follow you on social media and, of course, the same old Arsenal podcast? Yeah, I like it. You can follow me on Twitter and Lee Mark Judges. I've just gone on to Instagram now, so you can follow me on that. Um, so I just put up, Check you out. <laughs> I'll just check me out. Just put pictures up on that. And um, obviously, like the same old Arsenal, we're back this week um, after a our uh, little Christmas break and all that, like myself and Craig, uh, can follow Craig at, on Scotty Boy, Scotty Boy Guna or at uh, Same Old Arsenal. Yep. And I'm not just saying this because Lee's here. It is one of the best Arsenal podcasts out there. There's no doubt about it. Um, like Lee always describes it, it's like a couple of mates chatting down the pub. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, you know, we, me, and, me and Craig, I, I didn't know Craig until he asked me to go on his show one time. We've, we just sort of... Uh, sort of clicked really get on really well and you know have a bit of banter between the pair of us and uh you know we, we both enjoy doing it and um yes yeah, it's, it's, it's good fun we try and have a little bit of a laugh and if you come on there we give you a little bit of stick but that's what it's all about like you know? that's it exactly exactly guys don't forget to subscribe and remember sharing is caring follow us on twitter at chronicles underscore afc or you can follow our sister show at sofa sports pod until next time au revoir up the arsenal